Today, singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two. Virtual playdates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And today we want to just talk around the table. You know, the holiday seasons are here, and uh, sometimes people are facing lots of discouragement and sadness. You know, I've had, when I think about it, lots of loss, and I think this will be my first holiday without the matriarchs of the family. I think now for my family, I'm the oldest, and wow, that has a, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, you know? I kind of like this um, as, you know, we're talking around the table, but I have some mixed feelings about the holidays. And I called my sister and I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm really feeling it. And guess what? Sometimes we don't feel it. But guess what? I, I'm either going to rise to the occasion or I'm going to allow my feelings to take me down. The holiday season is a beautiful opportunity to spread joy and to spread love and to have it look festive. And you can incorporate some of the past memories and experiences and traditions that your family has held. Or you could simply just get some cocoa, get under your covers and watch Hallmark until Christmas is over. I may do a little bit of both, but let's explore how we can make this holiday season the best ever for our families and setting new traditions for those that are coming up behind us so that then when you're gone, they'll think back, Lao, I remember when we did this and I remember gathering. One of the traditions that me and my sister are holding true and we're holding it down is that on Christmas Eve, we all come together uh, to really celebrate amongst the family so that, and we share our talents and our gifts with one another. Sometimes it makes us just laugh with joy, and sometimes it causes us to weep and have and, and, to, and to cry. But, but most of all, we're together and we're exploring the new selves, who we are today, who we have evolved and become. And so that can always be fun. That's one of the traditions. And, and prayerfully, they'll hold to it until, until you know, um, till their children's children will remember coming together, preparing all year for their debut of their talent to share their gift with the family. And we do that, and we have, um, you know, just festive uh, little hors d'oeuvres and snacks and holiday um, drinks, but uh, and I mean, like eggnog. Um, and I think we want to kind of explore some more. And then Christmas Day is a day we try to find those so that they don't spend Christmas alone. And so that's for everyone, that, not only for the family, but those who we have drawn in 
to our influence during the year. We invite them over, and it's just a festive occasion. Um, but I realized that my uh, emotional state has not caught up to the holiday, and we're a week away. So remembering that Jesus is the reason, really, not only for the season, but for all things that we do and everything that we do, we do in excellence and to the glory of God. Um, in that, I'm thinking about Jesus and his birth and the miracle of him. And I think about the miracles in our life, you know. You're like, well, what does Christmas have to do with miracles? Well, I know that, um, you know, Jesus being born to die, really. He was born as a sacrifice, our Savior, so that he could go to the cross for us and our sins. And I think about, wow, the scripture that he, he said that, you know, by his stripes, he's healed. He's healed us. And that's what I want to think about. I think I want to think about in this holiday season that he died on the cross for my sins. He died on the cross for me to have a new opportunity and a new beginning. And I want to take advantage of it. I want to take full advantage of the opportunity that he has given me and given you, you know, all of us. And so, you know, the Bible says in uh, Isaiah 53 and 3 that he was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But the Bible says that he was pierced because of our rebellion and that he was crushed because of our iniquities and punishment for our peace was on him. And we are healed by his wounds. So when I think about that, this holiday season, that when Jesus walked this earth, he did it for you and me, that we could have life and have it more abundantly, that we could walk in peace of mind and peace of heart and peace of spirit. And when our world is full of doom and gloom and full of sadness and full of loss, that we for a moment can find joy in him, that we can realize that he truly is the reason why we live, not just a season. He is the reason why we are here and free to, to live life, to live it to the fullest, to be able to walk in joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. When I feel weak, if I could just laugh, find something to laugh about. We, we, our show is about not giving up. And I want to ask you, when you're disheartened and you feel that you're at your worst and you feel like you want to give up, laugh. <laughs> laugh. Because as you laugh, it is medicine. As you laugh, it'll bring strength to your body. 
the neurons begin to reactivate. The serotonin levels begin to stabilize. And we begin to find our breath again. We begin to find joy again. So I feel that Christmas is a miracle. A miracle that we get to live in possibility. Live as though we have, you know, all the love and everything that we need for a moment this holiday season. It might be you looking at the lights or maybe the poncettas or maybe the smells that are coming from the kitchen. Close your eyes and smile and laugh and remember that the traditions that your children will follow start with you right now. So one of the things, nuggets, that I'd like to share when we want to have a miracle mindset and when we want to walk by faith and not by sight, you know, that's what we have to do. I'm sorrowed by the tragedies that have happened in Kentucky and Arkansas by the tornadoes that have struck down homes, churches, families, stores, have taken lives. I just take a moment to just, hmm, to reflect. Um, I was told that uh, a woman was being interviewed, and she said, I've lost everything, but yet I have everything. And as I began to think about that, and as we began to explore, what could she possibly say? And this is a mindset. She said, I have literally lost everything. I have nothing but what I have on me now and my family. But some people don't even have that. They lost their life. So even though she lost everything, she felt that she had everything. And that's something to ponder. We have everything. We have life, our minds the determination to continue. We have our family. We have our strength. And so it's a miracle. And even though we are sorrowed, even though we, we want to find ways that we can help support those uh, families, they say they need blood and water. So not only with our money, our hearts, our prayers, our blood, whatever it is that we can give to help, we send our prayers. We want you to know that we are with you, Kentucky and Arkansas, and those who have been impacted by these tornadoes. I want to also, on another note, realize that uh, we have the power to believe I just wanted to talk a little bit about believing and believing the word of God and being able to speak to the mountains and believing what God has said. And he said that, lo, I am with you always, even until the ends of the world, and that we have to know that God is with us and that he's for us in spite of the things that are happening around us. He's there. I want to talk a little bit about how do we release 
our faith for miracles? How do we walk in unshakable faith when everything around us seems to be shook or sinking? How do we not give up because we have so much to still live for? And if my sister, who had lost everything, can still find a reason to have joy and a reason to live on and a reason to have strength, then we too can have a reason, something to hope for, to be thankful for. Now, we're not, the Bible says to give God thanks in everything. Of course, we're not giving thanks in tragedy. But we're thanking him for delivering, thanking him for the hope. We're thanking him for being able to come back in alignment and to fight and to give us the strength to fight and to rebuild. Kentucky, Arkansas, you will rebuild. From out of the ashes, you will rise. And there will be Houses again built, schools built, churches built. And we will see this as we look back, as even though a natural disaster has happened, God, continue to spread your warmth and your love and to help them grow again. Faith helps us. It helps us to to give us peace in the midst of the storm. It helps us to be able to tread boldly in the spirit. It helps us to continue to move forward, even when we don't think we have a reason to move forward. (laughs) When I think about the things and all the things that I've been through, and I I thank God for the reasons. um, My children were, were, were reasons to be able to to think past my circumstances or where I found myself. So I'd like to read Hebrews 23. And it said, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. In the King James Version, it reads, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. So sometimes things around us fail. Sometimes the people around us fail. Sometimes we're strong today and not tomorrow. Our own, our own emotions can fail. But God does not fail. He does not give up. And I want to speak too to those that might be struggling, uh, needing a healing or needing a sense of hope. I I, I want you to know that God doesn't stop in the midst of, it's like, can you imagine going to surgery and then all of a sudden the surgeon's like, oh, I'm tired. It just seems so impossible. And then he he just packs up and leaves you wide open with the surgery not finished or completed, but you just stitched, you're not stitched back up completely. You, I mean, in the natural, even in that profession, we, 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 it's unheard of. Well, God is not going to leave you undone or unfinished. He's not going to begin a process and not finish it. The Bible says, He who begun the work 
in you. He is faithful to complete it. So somewhere, somebody, something is shifting me and causing me to believe a lie, causing me to believe that it's all up to me and if it's not going to happen or God isn't going to finish it or he's not going to complete it, he is faithful. The Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. I got up this morning (laughs) and I'm breathing because of his faithfulness. And there'll be a day one day I'll wake up or I won't wake up. And it will be because of his faithfulness that we all are going to leave this earth one day. We don't know when, we don't know how, but it is promised that we too are living to die, that we are deteriorating day by day, growing older. And then he calls us home. Where will you be if God was to come to call you home? Where would you go? I don't know. I think sometimes we don't like to think about that. We don't like to think about heaven or hell. Sometimes I think the beginning, I think I really became serious when I thought about, wow, there's a possibility that if I don't believe the Bible or trust the word of God, that I could go to hell. And that might have been my initial motivation until I got to know him. You know, the Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. I hadn't really tasted yet. I hadn't really gone through some things yet. I hadn't, you know, I hadn't really experienced or had an encounter with him yet. You know, we all are going to go through, whether you're in Christ or out of Christ. And it doesn't mean because you come to God that you're not going to have struggle or trials because many of the afflictions of the righteous, the Bible says, but he will deliver us from them all. I think the difference when a Christian goes through is that they have hope. They have a reason, something to believe in, something higher than themselves, something more powerful. And David said, look, where could I go from his presence? If I go to the highest heights, if you went to Mars or the moon or the galaxies, he is there. If I went to the lowest depths, you know, I think about the ocean and the depths of the ocean that we still have not been able to explore because there's not a device or a submarine that can take the the pressure, would explode from the pressure of coming up from so many so much depths. I'm not an expert on it. But he said, even if I went to the lowest depths of the earth, he is there. So where can we go? Where can you hide? You hiders, you runners, running away from your call, running away from your destiny, living life with no direction. It's like driving a car at night without your headlights on. You might can kind of see a little bit from other people's lights, but you will have a very unclear journey. 
And so God gives us an opportunity, an opportunity to be able to know who he is, to know why he came, and to know that he wants you. He wants your heart. Wow. God has a plan for our life. He knows what it is. He knows how to lead us. But we have to hold fast, the Bible says, to our confession, our profession of our faith, or the confession of our hope. And guess what? Without wavering. If you are on this journey called Christianity, you can't waver. You can't be up today, down tomorrow, in and out, up and down. He doesn't want us to waver. He said, I would rather you be hot or cold. Because if you're lukewarm or in the middle, he'll spew you out. You're, you're, he's, it's like, how long will you be between two opinions? You haven't fully committed to either one. You haven't really committed to Christ and giving him a chance. The Bible clearly states in Galatians what the, what the works of the flesh are and what the works of the spirit are. And we can choose to walk in the flesh, the world. We can choose to walk in the spirit, the things of God. And the word of God helps us to determine what that will look like, what that will be. And so here we are at a crossroads of decision this holiday season, 2021. And as we move to get towards 2022, what are some of the takeaways or the experiences that you have felt through this year, this year of heartache, pain, trial, are you able to find your joy? Are you able to walk in that peace? Are you able to speak what God has declared over your life? He said that you were the head and not the tail. That you were above and not beneath. That you were more than a conqueror. He said that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you trust God? And you may say, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust what I don't see. Well, I don't really see the wind, but I, I see the movements and the effects. I don't see gravity. But I know if I was to jump off of a fourth-story building, I'm going to go down. I don't see God. But I have felt and experienced his presence. I have felt him when I felt at my most loneliest moments. He's given me strength. He's given me hope. 
He's given me direction. He's opened up doors. He has sent people to encourage me at the right time in my life. It is no way that I could possibly say that he did not exist. There are moments I don't understand. There are moments that I feel forsaken. And I'm wondering, because even Jesus on the cross said, why have you forsaken me? But he had not been forsaken. There are moments when we might feel that way. And I think that's when we need to listen again. We need to close our eyes and open them again. Because God has a perspective that we may not be seeing at the moment. But sometimes that we have to be open, even in the midst of our uh, our weeping. I'm open to hear your voice, Lord, and to and to follow the direction of your voice, of your peace, of your of your kindness, of your love. Hmm. We have a lot to think about. We have a lot to be grateful for. We have a lot to thanking him and delivering us from sorrows and pains, from healing us from bad relationships, from healing us from um, experiences that we didn't think we'd come through. If you're listening to this, I, to this, um, uh, this broadcast tonight, I am assured that you have something to be thankful for. I am assured that God has touched you in some way. You might not have recognized it. I did not always recognize that it was God who was keeping me from danger, even though I was systematically heading in that direction, that he still was able to keep me, that he was still able to hear my cries of sorrow and trouble, even when I had not confessed him yet. God is a very present help in the times of your troubles. I just, I, I would encourage you to reach out to some type of clergy or chaplain, pastor, someone that you can ask questions if you have them. Or maybe your neighbor goes to church and is a Christian. Find them, talk to them, ask questions. Don't, don't give up before you've really tasted and seen and experienced his goodness. Don't don't run away. You feel it inside your heart. I know you do. I know I know sometimes we get tired of being in the midst of our own sins and troubles. We can give them to God. We can ask him to come into our heart that we could be saved. So for this holiday season, I choose joy. I choose to not give up. I choose to fight. I just want to wish you a happy, happy holiday. Once again, you're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Peace. Remember, greatness is on the inside of you. God bless.